0: Hi, I'm Spencer.
1: And I'm Blake. And And you're you're about about to to Get get Jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 71 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to.
0: But you should still totally watch the anime.
1: This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto episodes 80 through 82, where Itachi Uchiha appears.
0: Yeah, he's actually a very interesting character. Um, He comes from, like, uh, I don't know, some sort of Japanese mythology i'm really tired you guys i couldn't come up with a joke here um i do want to point out before we even start today though that (laughs) i started watching these episodes and i went through the first one and i thought to myself oh god what a touching moment and i got a little bit teary-eyed and i was like fuck you naruto (laughs) (laughs) all right well let's Let's jump jump in in. Anyways, hey. uh, so
1: happy new year, everybody. everybody.
0: (laughs) We're back from, we're back from new years. And I, I think when I was watching these episodes yesterday, I was like really dealing with a lack of sleep. Uh, so while I was watching them, I was very emotionally raw.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Now I gotta say, I did not get that emotional at the funeral. It, it, It was good emotional beats, but you know, I've seen it a few times before, so I was pretty steeled, but, but the next two episodes after that, the ones that we referenced in the cold open were, uh, really fucking good. Actually, all three of these are really good episodes. Um, yeah, this the is fir- like the prime first episode- Naruto here.
0: Yeah. The first episode we'll go into, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Um, just, a welcome back from, uh, our new year's break. Um, We are coming back after a little bit of a hiatus. Um, I went on a world trip journey to Memphis and then back and then to Seattle and then back and then to Canada and back. So I've been all over the fucking place.
1: I didn't travel that much, but I drove. Uh, So I did a two day drive from where I live in Wyoming to where I grew up in Tennessee and then, uh, was there a couple of days and drove back for two days. And then the day after I got back, we had like a thing in Denver, which is not that far away, but it's another 90 minutes on the road one way. And I was like, Oh God, I don't even want to go anymore. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> But yeah, I, I didn't go to as many places, but I was definitely exhausted. Once I got back, I was like, I don't ever want to see yeah. a car again.
0: <laughs> yeah, so by the time you're listening to this, I will have already done um, an appearance for a panel at AkiCon, too. Um, that's a con that's up in SeaTac. Um, it's right by Seattle. Seattle, um, or in Seattle, whatever. Yeah, we um, would have
1: warned you guys that this was coming up, but we didn't know either. Uh, we mm-hmm. kind of got like a last-minute bump up to panel status, so um, I'm not even going to be able to go, because we had like less than a week to plan, and uh, I mean, the panel's going to be cool, but... Uh, I wish I could be there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited about it. Um, I, I do have a bone to pick, though. And this is not with EkiCon at all, because they were awesome and uh, super, super helpful. And I, I think that they just had a lot of interest and um, in some people moving out because of the holidays, which made a little bit of time open up for them. Um, so I really, really appreciate how nice they've been for everything. On the flip side of that, I want to have a, a a quick frustration. uh Beef talk, frustration. Beef talk. Great. It's like a like a weird show from
1: the Food Channel. <laughs> yeah, that's like your new Netflix talk shows. Frustration. Beef talk with Spencer.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this one is for fandom pdx. Um, they're like I think their old name used to be like Awesome Con or something. Oh, I've but heard of Awesome I've been Con. Re- I, it might have been Awesome Con. It might have been a different one. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus except for I know Fandom PDX is doing this. And I think this is kind of like a messed up thing. And I really, really would like to get some like feedback from people if you're listening to this and this has happened to you. But they were like, "Hey, do you want to do a panel?" And I was like, "Sure, I can do a panel." My, you know, co-host can't be there for this. And they were like, "Oh, that's great!" And uh, all of our panelists have to be uh, have to come to the convention. And I was like, "Okay." And they were like, "So you'll just have to buy a thing, and then you can be a panelist." And I was like, "Whoa, <sighs> whoa, whoa! Hold the fucking phone here!" You want me to pay to come to your convention to do a panel, so that you can get people to pay to come to your convention? Yeah, that is—I mean—circular logic, and I no know other, that, no like, other con. Our,
1: our podcast is not hot shit. Like we have, we have a a very respectable listenership, and yeah. E- I am super proud of it. And I think we're doing something. I think our podcast is good. But, like, we are not Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men. Like, we are not a reason to go to a con. And, like, you know, having panels definitely helps sell people on your con. But, like, if you're going to have somebody be a panel or be, like, a voice actor guest or whatever, like, they should probably get to go like it's like Komori con they took really good care of us they gave us press passes oh yeah there was a press room I, that we could go to if we needed to like retreat or prepare for interviews or whatever like yeah it was awesome and I, I definitely felt a little pampered but also like we were there to enhance the con and thankfully got to enhance our own show at the same time but like yeah, yeah. that's that's a little shady I don't want to talk too much shit it's, about people that I don't know but that's not great
0: yeah, and I kinda did a little bit of research afterwards, uh, with with a couple of different like, cons. Um and I, I brought it up to a different organizer that I'm talking to about getting a panel to theirs. And they were like, Yeah, I've never heard of that before and I was like, uh and so I read some of their reviews and some of the reviews were just like like basically pitching a fit about the fact that they won't even let people come inside and just play around with cosplay in the lobby um without like forcing them to buy tickets and buy like passes and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it was not like that at Kumari Con. Like Kumari Con was like fine with people that just wanted to come by to do cosplay stuff. Like you're you're paying to do the other parts of the con as well. And yeah. most people do. And I, I think you have to build up some goodwill and it sounds like this this con is kind of uh I don't know, it's rubbing people really the wrong way. Um, yeah I think to the point that they had to change their name from the past con that they were named um so whatever um but with that being said this weekend I'm doing AkiCon and I am super pumped about it uh um if you want to do it next year, it happens like every January. They're super, super nice people. Um, they've only been around for like three or four years. Um, but the, they were very nice to me and I'm super excited to be a part of it this weekend.
1: That's always cool. When you get a con that hasn't been around for very long also, because it's like, if they're doing the right things and they're being cool and they should succeed, it's always fun to help them succeed by like going and encouraging mm-hmm. other people to go. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely worth checking out. Um, um, it's unfortunate that you won't hear about it before it happens but i mean hopefully you're already following us on social media because we would let you know there so if you're not mm-hmm. and you want us t- to let you know about these things turns out they can happen with like a week's notice so definitely mm-hmm. make sure you check out our social media presence and uh, that's in the outro to the episode
0: yeah um so with that being said we don't really have any anything else um other than the uh the news of the week which is on saturday if you want to have a viewing party with some friends uh the newest fucking mob psycho 100 is coming out so that sounds dope wait Um, is that season two of the anime yeah it's coming out on saturday this week i didn't know that was happening
1: that's awesome
0: yeah i'm super fucking excited about it and i will be watching it tomorrow um So that's happening. Um, I I think it's coming out on Saturday in Japan, which means that I get to secretly have it like tonight by midnight. Um, So (laughs) yeah, but whatever. Um, Let's go ahead and jump into Naruto's coverage this week.
1: Yeah, it hasn't been that long, but we did take that extra week off. So just in case you need to get back up to speed, we have just closed out an arc on Naruto And uh, we're going to have some denouement at the start of our show today and then head into the intro to the next arc. Um, What happened with our main characters? We've got Naruto, who is the, of course, titular character. He is a young 12-ish or so year old ninja in training. And this world that he lives in is a world of ninjas. And they are, of course, anime ninjas, so they can do all kinds of badass, uh, unreal things when they fight each other, and it's super cool. Um, Naruto is kind of a loudmouth. He has often been kind of a brat in the past, like the the kid who doesn't get enough attention in his own life, so he kind of acts out to get attention. But as the series has gone on, he's gotten a little better and a little more, uh, a little more mature, and um, he just closed out this past arc by being the character that beat up a giant monster, to prevent it from destroying his home village. Um, that giant monster was a guy named Gara, And Gara is from a competing village called the village hidden in the sand. Naruto's village is the village hidden in the leaves. And Gara came along with other sand village ninja and people from the sound village. And they did a, a quick little invasion of the leaf village. This happened during the Chunin exam. Which was basically a, round, uh, a, a single elimination tournament to see... Um, if the ninjas in training could get to the next rank of ninjahood. hood. Um, this tournament was interrupted by this attack. Gara tried to um, participate in the attack by turning into a giant freaking monster. Naruto was able to summon a giant toad to fight him off, and they have basically completed their battle here. Uh, Naruto's teammate is named sasuke and he has a pretty tragic past he is the final remaining member of his clan all of them were murdered when he was a kid by the only remaining relative that he has which is his older brother itachi and we'll learn a lot more about him this episode um, other important characters that you might want to know about orochimaru and kabuto orochimaru was the uh the mastermind behind the attack ...on the Leaf Village, and Kabuto is his right-hand man... ...who has served as a spy in the Leaf Village for a while. And then each village has a village head named uh, the Kage. We jokingly refer to that as Ninja President. And the Hokage is the village ninja president for Naruto's hometown. And he has died in a valiant battle against Orochimaru. He managed to petrify Orochimaru's hands... ...so that he can no longer use his ninja abilities but he was killed in the process. And so now we are going to pick up today where the invasion has ended and the Hokage is dead and the village has to uh, pick up the pieces.
0: Cool. So, episode eighty, the third Hokage forever, is going to start out with the dopest fucking intro f- for Naruto. Uh, in my opinion, this is this your is favorite the one, one that gets right? Stuck in my head. This my... is the one that gets stuck in my head more than anything else. I, yeah. I literally, um, while watching all episodes. Uh, by the way, I watched until episode eighty-three, and every single one of them, I did not skip the intro. Um, yeah, <laughs> because I fucking love this intro. Uh,
1: this is a good one. There's also the previous arc that we covered, the anime intro. It was different than I remember it being. Like, I remember that animation, but I remember a different song from watching it when I was a kid on um, Toonami. And I think I liked the other song better. Uh, And I don't know why they're different, so I'm going to have to look that up. But uh, my favorite intro is the one, I believe the one after this. It's the one for the Sasuke Retrieval arc where there's like lots of yellow and it's fucking dope as fuck. But this is a good one too. And I'm also glad that we have a new intro because I didn't like the last one as much.
0: Yeah, and uh, as Giguk would say, it is a certified banger. Um, it is, that's yes. what this opener is. Um, the other thing that I did last night, which is so random, is that, like, I was having trouble going to sleep, so I was like, maybe I'll just watch some, like, live versions of anime like singers singing their opening and if you have a second look up the fucking live version of one punch man's opening with like this group of like five anime singers that perform with like a band that's in the distance um and it's fucking insane they're performing in concert with like all of these people holding up like these red lighter things like 500 or a thousand people around them. It's really crazy. Um, The other thing
1: that I noticed was
0: there are an astounding amount of J-pop bands.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, we talked about this a little bit in the past and I think we got into this a little bit in our uh, Kumori Khan interview with Teddy Lloyd, but we talked about how the Japanese music industry definitely has very close ties to the anime industry. Like anime is huge in Japan and it is definitely a part of the pop culture zeitgeist. And so if you get your song on an anime intro, that's big. Like that is like getting it in a top 40 here in America or something like that. Like people are going to know who you are. They're going to know your song. They're going to be into it. So yeah, it, it definitely works differently. And I guess because there's so many anime, There are a lot of bands that put them out. Which is cool. It's a good problem to have.
0: It is is also crazy to me that, like, the J pop bands, which are like, you know, like the boy band, if you were thinking about the American boy band, is like, you know, four or five members. And you're like, oh, that seems like a lot of people on stage at the same time. (laughs) There are a lot of J pop bands that are like 30 fucking people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like. like I know a little what? bit more about the K-pop side of things, but I definitely know there's like K-pop groups that are like eight or nine people, and it's like, at what point do you have redundancies? Like, uh, <laughs> come on, <laughs> That's too the many bad people. boy, the
0: bad boy with glasses, the <laughs> bad boy with dad issues and glasses,
1: <laughs> and the good boy,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and pick up with Orochimaru um, escaping. Uh, he's with the Sound Four. Um, they released their their big giant prism that was in uh, encircling um, uh, the the Hokage and Orochimaru while they fought. A couple of really uh, important things that happen in quick succession. Uh, first is Orochimaru is taken away by the Sound Four. Um, and the Sound Force stop the Anbu that are chasing after them, and uh, the rest of the people that are um, around the fighters decide to not go after them because they have to deal with the rest of the people that are in front of them. The yeah, second important thing that happened is they that, that they Orochimaru's walk into a sword. Yeah. Oh yeah. The second thing that happened is Orochimaru's sword is taken by uh, the Hokage summon, um, which, if you remember, is like a it's a giant monkey that can turn himself into like basically the power pole. pole from uh, Dragon Ball. Yeah. Um, and uh, he takes that and disappears so that Orochimaru can't have it. Um, and it's interesting to see what happens with that in the future because I remember something happening with this and I don't 100% exactly Dude, w- remember what happened. I don't
1: remember anything happening with this. I remember Orochimaru <laughs> has a sword later. Uh, we might I be know. building up to something here or not. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyways, uh there's then a,
0: we're gonna cut There's oh, these people in we're... the Leaf
1: Village called Anbu, they're the Black Ops team and they wear masks. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. Kakashi is gonna be like talking to one of them and he's gonna be like, Hey, why don't you just go ahead and reveal yourself, Kabuto? And Kabuto's like, Oh, so you knew it was me. <laughs> and some shit about how they're not gonna reveal their plan just yet, and then he leaves.
0: Yeah. Um, that's not the most important thing inside of this episode. The most important thing about this episode is, uh, let's let Naruto make you feel all the feels for the first time. Um, (laughs) they're going to spend the rest of the episode getting all into different, uh, shades of black, um, and, uh, going to the funeral of the Hokage. Um, there's... There's uh, not much more information that happens this episode. There's a if little bit have...
1: before the Ho- the Hokage funeral is basically Gara and Naruto uh, super oh, demon. Yeah. Uh, Ga- it functionally is Naruto thinking about how Gara and he are the same. Gara mm-hmm. asks that his siblings um, take him away and that they retreat back to their hometown. And then while they're retreating, Gara apologizes, and this is a big moment. Because Gara has so far been a fairly amoral, bloodthirsty murderer who pretty much doesn't care about you unless you get in his way in which he cares about you in as much as he can kill you. And so for him to apologize to them is major character growth. He has turned some sort of corner. They react with shock that he has done this which is totally appropriate given how his character has been up till now. And yeah. this is huge. It's a big turning point for Gaara. Um, We're not going to see much of that turning point for quite a couple of months of our coverage, but we will see a little bit of this before Naruto is over. And uh, it's yeah. a good thing. And that's about it for that. And then we go into funeral time
0: yeah so the biggest things in the funeral are a little bit of backstory where you get to understand who these people are and what their relationship is to this village that they've come from um, there is a rem- uh, a remembrance where Kakashi goes to uh, the gravestone of all of the ninjas that fell in the great ninja war um, and but especially he remembers,
1: one yeah, that was like he remembers his best
0: friend. a uh yeah in quotes important character uh
1: <laughs> his yeah, name's obito no foreshadowing um, or anything this character is definitely dead <laughs> and we'll never see him again but his name's obito and he was definitely killed way in the past
0: yeah in the far past and, he will and never we won't see him again. in
1: the far future for sure
0: yeah anyways the other <laughs> thing that we're gonna have is uh remembrance by uh ruka sensei who is remembering um, how he was treated when he was a kid and how he I was protected by the Hukami. love
1: this. This is great. Iruka mm-hmm. is the sort of boring mentor to Naruto as Kakashi is the cool mentor. And Iruka is, we said this actually in our first Naruto episode. And I remember that cause I listened to it yesterday that like Iruka feels like the guy that was designed to be Naruto's mentor, based on how he's positioned in the first couple of chapters. And then basically they decided that he wasn't cool enough and replaced him with Kakashi. And that's kind of true, but Iruka gets then the ability to just sort of be a sort of loving father figure to Naruto. And he's also extending that here to, um, to Konohamaru. That is the Hokage's grandson. And he is understandably upset that the Hokage has died. And, Mm -hmm. um, so Iruka thinks to himself how hard it was when his parents died, and they were actually killed defending the village from the nine-tailed fox demon, also known as the Kyuubi, which is the demon that has been sealed inside of Naruto's body. So this is all connected, and it it adds to Iruka's character that he watches out for Naruto and is a mentor to him when Naruto is generally hated, at least at the beginning of the series, around the village because of the Kyuubi. Iruka, who arguably has a better reason to hate him than most, takes him under his wing. So he flashes Mm -hmm. back to this moment where he's visiting his parents' grave and he's crying and the Hokage appears and basically has comforting words for him and talks about how you're not alone and we are a village and that village is like a family and you're a part of that family. And it's super fucking sweet. And then Iruka extends the same kind of um, parental style um comfort to Konohamaru and it's just a great moment.
0: Yeah. With that being said, fuck all the feels and here comes Katsuke. Um so- Yay! Um, uh, two masked men Appears uh, in cloaks and Big ass hats um, And they are going to appear Right before the end of this episode And one of them has Sharingan eyes Which is massively important uh, Yeah that's if we you were... don't remember
1: Is Sasuke's eyes. eyes too And they are exclusive to Sasuke's clan Who have all died
0: And Kakashi <laughs> Yeah and Kakashi
1: who has special reasons Actually yeah. Obito is um, the special reasons <laughs>
0: Yes, uh, Naruto episode eighty one. Uh, we're gonna return to the morning mist. Um, sure return of the morning mist is the name of the <laughs> goddamn episode. Fuck. Um, you anyways, got there. Um, so so this episode, um, there's there's a, a couple of quick things that happen in succession um, where we find out. Um, there's a lot there's ninjas that are guarding the village and they get knocked out immediately um and this is, blake has written down here that there's an astounding amount of inept ninjas inside of the ninja world with important <laughs>
1: jobs you ironically you usually see this demonstrated with onbu black ops who are again as a reminder the black ops team they are like navy seals like they are better than the normal navy soldiers like these are These guys are the shit. That's the Anbu. They are the top of the top. In fact, one of the reasons that you know Itachi is a big deal is because they'll mention that he was the leader of a squad of Anbu by the time he was 13. That is an astonishingly young age to be part of the Anbu at all, much less in charge. And the Anbu that we see in the show, basically without exception, are just mooks, that run into whatever villain there They're is. They're fucking at the time. red shirts, dude. Yeah, they are absolutely just there. And I think what the purpose is is to show that, like, oh, even the Ambu have a hard time with this. But yeah. it doesn't work very well because it's shown so frequently that they just read as like this incompetent group of idiots. And also, yeah. like, if so many of these characters that actually have like names and faces and are like characters in the series are able to overcome these enemies that the ambu can't then what the fuck makes them so black ops special (laughs)
0: yeah and Whatever. also like Soapbox. the only thing that i can think about the like the onbu is that like if you're wearing a mask inside of this show you better not go on the landing party
1: with naruto because you're gonna <laughs> yeah. die first Yeah, it's um, like that family so, guy like, joke where they're, they're doing the star trek landing party and like names all these characters and then like one of them just has a red shirt and he just goes oh, shit <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's exactly that. So yeah. they're going to be the ones that are going to be killed first. Don't worry about them. They put a mask over their face so you can't get attached. Yeah, um, this is like anyways. reverse
1: Claremont. We don't know anything about them, and they're still going to die.
0: Yeah, for real. Um. So uh, we're going to have some broody broods uh, where Naruto is training and Sasuke is training
1: um and super brood about things <laughs> he literally yeah, remembers yeah. himself being sad as a child and then throws a kunai <laughs> at the memory to make it go away <laughs> the broodiest of the broods yeah um
0: meanwhile there's some sand ninja who are finding out that their kazekage is dead even though they knew that their
1: kazekage was already dead
0: um well you know anyways. what actually i
1: that might be an inconsistency, but I don't remember specifically them saying that he was dead as much as just realizing that the guy who was posing as the Kazekage at the Chunin exam was not him. So this mm. might be new information, although I, I agree it it doesn't feel completely like new information.
0: Yeah. Um where they're gonna flash to Kabuto and uh Kabuto and Orochimaru having a little bit of a bitch fest at each other. Yeah. Um Kabuto uh, Kabuto is gonna be like, Orochimaru, everything is still okay and Orochimaru is just like, Fuck you, I'll kill you. <laughs>
1: Not exactly, but pretty much. They, he's mad. He says, "If it, you
0: step to him, he's gonna kill him."
1: Yeah, like. <laughs> Kabuto's like, Kabuto's like, "Hey, you know, look. I know we didn't destroy the village like we set out to do, but you killed two out of five Kages. That's an accomplishment, which is genuinely true." And Orochimaru's like, suck a dick, Kabuto. You don't know anything about my feelings. <laughs> and he's really mad that his hands have been petrified. And Kabuto's like, yeah, but remember, we also got Sasuke. We put the curse mark on him. And so now we have a leash on him. And Orochimaru's like, yeah, I guess that's true. But it would have been better if we'd got Itachi. But that ship has sailed because he's stronger than I am. And what I like, I like this because it's good. It's good. Takedown of what has happened in the arc that we're closing out. It's also a good setup of like the tensions that are continuing in the world, and it's also a good setup for Itachi as a new villain because he is stronger than the villain that just almost destroyed the village and killed the Vim ninja president. So we now have yeah. confirmation from that character that he doesn't want to take this dude on because he's too powerful. And here here he comes, waltzing into town. Yeah. The other thing I like about yeah. this episode is that we are cutting around to all of these characters And playing as sort of where are they now? We're establishing how they feel about what has happened and what they're going to do about it. And it is a really good job of establishing these characters, establishing the world, setting up the consequences of what we've just watched and the stakes of what's to come. This is a very good episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um the next thing that is going to happen is that some two two of the old people that are uh, you know old people of the village um are going to come up to Jiraiya while he's They're like curving like out on some girls advisors. With a telescope. Yeah.
1: yeah, we don't get a lot of this information, but the villages actually have non-ninja hierarchies that they have like normal people that are functionally feudal lords and they have non-ninja people working for them that are also their input is valuable and integrated into the ninja governance, but we generally only see the ninja side of things and they seem to be relatively separate. So this is one of those times when they're not.
0: Yeah. They're going to convince Jiraiya that he needs to be the next Kage. uh um, try to, uh, but in. Uh, yeah, they try to convince him, and instead he's just like, "Look, if I I will be the the new Hokage. If I can't find Tsunade, who is the third of uh, the training group that was with Orochimaru, so yeah, they're uh, called the legendary Tsunade, and yeah." because they were all super powerful in super different ways, um, and uh, if you kind of break them down, you figure out that they're just like stand-ins for Sasuke, Naruto, and Sakura. Um, yeah. But don't don't worry about it. Don't think they're, about it too much.
1: <laughs> they're different enough that it's not like, lazy. Um, it actually, it ends up being cool, because they... Oh God, this is sort of a spoiler, but I guess that's what this show is. So... <laughs> They they will each individually become a mentor of sorts to one each of those characters, and those yeah. characters' techniques will be heavily influenced. I mean, Sakura becomes basically a copy of Tsunade, and I would say Sasuke is the least like, his, like Orochimaru. Um, he pretty much is already established at this point, so he doesn't change that much um but naruto is gonna doesn't
0: he doesn't fight with a sword as well um, he does
1: get a sword that's true but he you know sasuke's already got his fire and lightning techniques and he knew fire when he started the series and he learned lightning from kakashi and so he's basically going to expand on those and then naruto is going to get a new technique from jiraiya a couple of new techniques and then sakura basically doesn't have any techniques at this point and she's going to get some and they're going to be Tsunade's techniques but yeah, that's whatever. in the future. anyways.
0: <laughs> so um, Jiraiya says that he's going to go find Tsunade with Naruto. Um, he's going to take him along. Um, and then uh, we cut over to um, uh, a couple of people that we haven't seen super often, which are Anko and Asuma. Um, Asuma is kind of this badass uh, older guy that has this, so like cool. chin-strap beard um, and is always chewing on a cigarette. Yeah. Um, which I found out in my fun fact that I was reading about today from Naruto um, is uh, never lit in the American version of it because they didn't want to. Um, they didn't. They didn't want to have a lit cigarette on screen.
1: Yeah. At least they didn't do the thing show. they did with. So there's two American dubs of um, One Piece, and the first one is generally considered to be hot fucking trash, and the second one is generally considered to be perfectly fine to good. And the first one is, like, the worst version of localization. And so there's a character named Sanji who is also similarly pretty much always chewing on a cigarette. And in the original American tub, it is changed to a lollipop that's in his mouth. And it's so Fuck stupid. That. That's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That's a different yeah. show. So...
0: Anyways, um, so they are going to be uh, approached uh, by these two uh, hooded figures. Um, they uh, they are revealing themselves pretty quickly to be um, two very, very dangerous ninja. Um, and they're going to start using their techniques at each other. Um, the first thing that's going to happen is... Um, God, I can't remember his name off the top of my fucking head. Kisame? Um, Kisame is going to pull out his gigantic sword off of his back um, and swing it into Asana. Uh, Asana catches it on the shoulder, and then he pulls back away from it, um, which reveals that it's this uh, really... Um, this, it's like this... I think they're like the seven, the seven swordsmen of uh, the Hidden Mist. Yeah, you'll remember right? the
1: first villain of the series, his name is Zabaza. He had a giant sword that was like the decapitator sword. He was one of the seven swordsmen kisame is another one and he he has this giant sword that is like it looks like it's round it's not um it's long like a sword but instead of being a flat blade it's round and it turns out that it is like this mass of like tooth like shark scales and it's actually called samehada which means shark skin and that is his sword and it's a fucking baller i love kisame he's also yeah. he has like pale shark-like skin and these beady little eyes like he is very stylized he also he has gills like on his face human. yeah he he looks like a shark person he's very humanoid but he's clearly different than the other people around him and he's i yeah. love this character.
0: Uh so he pulls back that sword and when he does the binding that's around the sword starts to come off and it stabs into Asuna's shoulder and rips away at it um and he says that it doesn't cleave but it rips apart yeah. um is the is the ability of this sword um so that's badass um then uh Anko is going to be like I'm going to get uh I'm going to get them in this genjutsu and she starts to use this genjutsu, and as soon as she thinks that she's got it, which is like this really badass like moment where it's cool. um it looks like there's a tree that wraps up and around the back of Itachi, and it it like captures him, and then as soon as she goes to stab uh stab Itachi, Itachi reverses the ginjutsu and suddenly Anko is just stuck in the genjutsu and has yeah. to like bite her lip until she bleeds in order to break out of her own genjutsu
1: yeah because as a reminder genjutsu are illusions and they are very powerful illusions that can trap you and then make you vulnerable to attack but they are not real which is why she's able to break herself out of it
0: Mm. Um, so just when it looks like they're about to get fucking crushed um
1: (laughs) yeah kakashi appears Yeah, and I I love the – this is a trope in a lot of media, but it's particularly prevalent in anime, which is the the battle is about to be ended, and then another character shows up to turn the tide. I I call it the I am your opponent now trope, but I think it has a different name, and I don't know it. But it's – it always gets my blood pumping, and this is a great example of it. We'll actually get another great example of it in the next episode. And, yeah, uh, yeah, so Kakashi Uh, appears, and that's – that's pretty much the end of this episode with the the footnote that kind of leads into the next episode of Naruto. So I liked this note because Naruto goes to Ichiraku Ramen, that's where he always eats and it's his like obsession. And he gets a free ramen with this coupon that he's got and then the the guy who runs the shop gives him an additional serving for free to like encourage him in his training. And this is a very subtle moment of character growth for the world around naruto where he is starting to be accepted and respected and i really liked it
0: yeah um so uh another side note of this is that for my fun frack friday um i found out that uh the um the the uh ichiraku um ramen restaurant is actually a real restaurant in japan um, that was the famous the favorite restaurant of the the creator of naruto Um, So he didn't change the name of it at all. He just, you know, put it on the map. And now they have like a Naruto style um, ramen that they serve and they have like specialty ones on the menu. It sounds really cool. And it sounds like I want to go to there.
1: I do too. Yeah. I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but if I'm remembering correctly, the word Naruto is actually a reference to the like spirally thing that you get in some ramen dishes it's like mm-hmm. called Naruto, or the circle, the spirals called Naruto, or something. So like Naruto's name is actually a direct reference to ramen. So that actually makes a lot of sense that this was based off of, uh, you know, something that was established in the author's real life. I, I like that. That's cool. Yeah.
0: It, the also the spiral thing looks like the fucking seal that's on his stomach.
1: Yeah, that's that's definitely the spirals. Spirals are also prevalent in the design of the Leaf Village insignia and that is that's definitely when you know that about the series that's clearly an intentional design decision around this yeah. this you know single principle
0: cool um next episode is episode 82 sharingan versus sharingan um jiraiya as uh, as we mentioned before naruto and jiraiya are going to go off together, um, and the only reason that Naruto agrees to go with zuraya is because Zarya says that he's going to teach him a new, cool, badass technique if he comes with him. Um, Naruto tends to think about this in the dumbest way possible, which is like, what if I can walk on fire or walk on air or shut the fuck up, Naruto, and be an <laughs> adult person already?
1: yeah it will be a really cool technique and he'll get a couple other techniques from uh jiraiya we will spend a lot of as i recall very boring episodes learning naruto's new technique and then the new technique itself is really cool and uh so it's something to look forward to but i think we might have a little bit of a slog to get there uh that's not going to happen now though because we are going to cut back to this bitchin fight
0: yeah, so this fight is going to get badass very quickly. So uh, Kasame uh, wants to fight um, uh, uh, Kakashi, but Itachi stops him. And the reason that he stops him from fighting is that when Kasame came uh, about in the first place, he was using a water technique and it got stopped by Kakashi because he's able to copy so fast. And uh, Itachi's like, look, he has a Sharingan. The only people that can defeat another Sharingan without getting hurt are people with a Sharingan. So he's like, I need to be able to one the the one to fight him. Um, as soon as this, they start to like face off against each other. Um, it is very, very quickly pointed out that Kakashi is fucking outmatched. Um, he gets caught by a technique that's moving too quickly towards him because itachi has the ability to use techniques without
1: using hand symbols um they they actually say that he makes the hand symbols so fast that you don't see them and he is often doing something while he makes the hand signals so he's kind of doing a magician's trick to draw your attention elsewhere but you super don't see it 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 is actually possible that he's not making them at all i don't remember if that's Established later. It's not as explicitly established now, but you don't see it either way.
0: Yeah. So he's going to throw some. He's going to throw some uh, like uh, little throwing stars at um, Kakashi. Kakashi oh, this, is going it to not be able so to react. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he throws these, he throws these at Kakashi. Kakashi doesn't have enough time to do a counter attack. He only has time to pull up a water wall, which is going to prevent both of these, uh, both these uh, throwing stars and it's going to prevent the water technique that Itachi is used at the same time then Itachi is going to use his sharingan and Kakashi is going to think that he can counter it with his own sharingan and he tells the other two that are with him to close their eyes because otherwise they're going to get caught in his really powerful genjutsu yeah. and then he realizes that it's not just a regular sharingan it is a, a what is it
1: mogyo sharingan mogyo the Mangekyo Sharingan Shigenan? is basically Sharingan levels up. You know how in anime it is very common for there to be form change? So, this is mm-hmm. basically the, the power up form change, the Super Saiyan, if you will, of the Sharingan. Sharingan's already super powerful, but Mangekyo is le- leaps and bounds above that. And yeah. the Mangekyo Sharingan is going to overcome Kakashi's own regular Sharingan and trap him in a Genjutsu technique that is very special. And it's called Tsukuyami.
0: Yeah. So what happens to you is, um, if you've ever watched anime, they've done this a couple of times in different shows. Um, if you want to see a really super badass version of this, uh, check out Bleach um, when they are in the middle of, uh, uh, gosh, the, the, the fight arc when they're in um, uh, Yuko um, And they fight with, uh, what's his name, who's the professor or the mad scientist and he uses oh, that Kurutsuchi. ability that like makes time slow down for the person. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, so so cool. <laughs> bleach is fun. Yeah. So cool. what happens is seconds have passed in real time, but in Kakashi's genjutsu that he's trapped in, he is trapped in a world for seventy two hours so far in his brain. But not where he just normal
1: seventy two hours. We see, yeah, Itachi explain to Kakashi that he is trapped in Sukuyomi explained that in Tsukuyomi Itachi is basically God he controls mass he controls time he then stabs Kakashi and he's going to continually stab him Kakashi is hurt and Itachi is like look you're not literally being stabbed but the pain is real and this sequence goes on where he like keeps stabbing him and then it'll reset and Kakashi reappears and then more Itachi will appear and they will all stab him. And it continues and continues and continues. The sequence goes on for like two, five minutes, something like that. It's a lot of screen time. And at the end of it, Itachi is like, the time remaining is 71 hours, 59 minutes, and 59 seconds. And Kakashi's just like, y what? what? How much time has passed? And then we like basically jump ahead and he falls in real life. And uh I think uh I think it's um it's not uh it's not Kuranai, it's Asuma. Asuma's like, Kakashi, are you okay? You were just talking and then you just fell, fell over. And yeah. it like, it just, it was a moment. Like, it was a blink of an eye or faster in the real world. But Kakashi has just endured like literally the longest 72 hours ever of just being
0: stabbed. Yeah. So, um, the next thing that is going to happen inside of this episode um, is uh, some flashback moments. Um, They're going to (laughs) remember... Yeah. So um, there's a flashback where Jiraiya reveals the existence of Akatsuki. And 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 just so we're clear,
1: Akatsuki is a group of powerful ninja, and Itachi and Kusame are a part of it. They call themselves that. We don't really know much more about them at this time. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and so we find out that they... Um, they are after not Sasuke, which is the original thought because they know that Itachi has a connection to him, but they're after Naruto. And the reason they're after Naruto is because they want what's trapped inside of him, which is the nine tailed fox. Um, so we, we have a moment where it looks like they are at, they're about to get completely overcome by, um, Itachi and, uh, uh, what fucking God, Kisame. I never remember goddamn name. Kisame. Um, it looks like they're about to get overwhelmed by them. And then we have the appearance of another character, which is yes. my guy. It's um, awesome. My it, guy it looks uh, really good.
1: The animation quality is really good on this
0: yeah so my guy appears and reveals that he has a technique for fighting against people with sheringon without having to actually look at them in the eye or get caught looking at them in the eye when they're fighting and he's like you just have to look at their feet and you can predict all of their movements while looking at their feet if you just read it and the other two characters that are there are just like yeah you can do that my guy
1: yeah (laughs) We can't! Yeah. Like, he, cause Mike Guy is rivals with Kakashi, and Kakashi has yeah. Sharingan. It's not nearly as powerful as Itachi's, but it's there. So he has learned how to counter it by not giving by not looking in the eye, because Sharingan basically gives you the information of anybody that you lock eyes with and can trap them in Genjutsu. So it's very dangerous to lock eyes with somebody that has Sharingan. So he knows this. Yeah. But what's cool, it's funny because he's like, you guys have to do this and they're like, we can't do it. We don't have any practice. And he's like, I I, you know, unfortunately I can't teach you. You just have to learn right now because that's how we're going to survive. And it's pretty dope. I I really love these episodes. Um, so unfortunately they don't fight.
0: <laughs> yeah. So instead of fighting, um, uh, it is revealed that, um, because of this technique and because he understands how strong Might guy actually is, Itachi is going to be like, we need to retreat because, um, it's not, we might not lose, but we are definitely not going to come out unscathed um and so we need to retreat before they can come after us um so they decided to run off um and that's that's basically the end of the episode yeah Um,
1: there's going to be a tag at the end that lets us know that naruto and jiraiya are about to set out and that's pretty much where the story mm -hmm. is going to go from here
0: Um, yeah so that's our coverage uh for this week of Naruto, um, uh, I will say before we go um, that it was uh, it was an awesome year last year um, yeah. and we're looking forward to things this year. Um, I, I want to like catch people listening at the end instead of just at the beginning as well um, and say we we appreciate more than anything else when we have conversations with people. Um, so please feel free to like write in chat with us. We want to hear what you think of the show and what you want updated about the show and what you think. Um, So, if you or what you think about the shows
1: that we're covering or shows that we're not covering, like if you just want to have a nerd off about anime, like we're pretty down for that. And if we're not down for it, hopefully other people that listen to the show will also be around and be down for it. So, definitely hit us up on Reddit, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Like, start a conversation. We would love to have it with you. And and also, like we we got a lot more listenership and a lot more listens last year, especially near the end, which was really exciting. And we're just really happy to have you guys here. Like, thank you so much for listening and for sticking with us. And, uh, we're going to have a good year of coverage this year too. So, uh, we hope we keep you guys listening and we're really glad to have you with us. Cool. Blake and spencer get jumped is made by forever summer productions
0: with sound editing done by rashad english of plain english productions
1: he's our level
0: six sound wizard level up our podcast is ad free and we want to keep it that way if you want to keep it that way too, please consider supporting us on Patreon.
1: Follow us on Twitter at B and S get jumped.
0: Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blake
1: and Spencer, get jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash R slash get jumped.
0: If you like the show, please like subscribe and leave a review. Reviews help other
1: listeners find our show. New episodes come out every Sunday on iTunes, Google play, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, or wherever you get your podcast from. And Hey, Thanks for listening.
0: Next time when Blake and Spitzer get jumped, we're going to be covering JoJo's Bizarre Adventure episode 43 for
1: 46. It's time to finish the fight with Dio.